Welcome back, everybody, to Not Another True Crime Podcast. The rumors are true. I'm back. <laughs> she was gone for a minute. Now she's back with the jump off, right? Is that a song? A little Kim song. Oh, nice. That were, so I guess you weren't away this past... You weren't sick researching little Kim. You were just actually sick sick. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird to not be sick with COVID. Like, I was pretty convinced I had it, but I just had the flu. I know. It is that cold. We forget that before it was COVID season every day, there is cold and flu season. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, I don't even know if I got my flu shot. Like, I thought I did, but then I think I'm just conflating it with last year. It's like a mess. It's a mess. I know I'm going because I I got the new booster, so now I need to get the other flu shot because I didn't want to get them at the same time. I'm getting that Saturday. My friend got them at the same time. I'm like, you're insane. That's like, I just like, I'm like, I want to use a arm. <laughs> I want yeah. a working arm and like an, a working brain for like at least a day. I know. So it seems that, but yeah. Totally. I mean, for anybody who, uh, this is just your PSA, be healthy, fam. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but even if you are um, just like, you know what? I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to like do anything I don't even need. I'm never going to leave my house. Luckily, Netflix and all these other streaming services has good content coming out. Oh my God. It's not. I know. I feel like people aren't talking as much about this documentary. Everybody went like full into Jeffrey Dahmer, which like whatever. I know. I also haven't started that. Not. I guess it's a miniseries, and I've been hearing very Me mixed, either. very intense <clears throat> reviews of just just like they were like it's not good, but just gruesome. Which I don't know yeah. if I need to have that combination. I mean, yeah, and also I read like part of an essay of one of the family members of yes the victims who said like Netflix like never approached us, like never compensated us. Like it's such a well-known case, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like you could throw these people some money. You're Netflix, I think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They can. Their execs have private cars. To drive them to and from work, they can take an Uber XL for one day yeah. to, to send some money forward. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just feel like, yeah, if you're Netflix, it's kind of like a bad look. It, it also is funny, too. Did you see that Netflix had it in, like, the, like, category for LGBT stories? And everyone's no. like, don't put that there. Oh, my God. Because that's, like, for, like, little kids, they go to, like, watch, like, Love, Simon, and, like, Dahmer. horrible i know they're like no this is the representation we're throwing at you they cancel like every show involving a lesbian but yeah (laughs) my god Ugh, no but today we're going to talk about the other docuseries sins of our mother which i feel this is uh, because Lori vallow i feel like true crime people have been so really up to date on this case but i don't know if a lot of other people like who aren't basically listening to this podcast are kind of like So maybe that's why it's not being talked about as much, but it should be because it is fucking insane. I know. I mean, also, like, I thought that I was keeping up with this news and I would, like, read articles whenever they came out. But Mm -hmm. apparently, like, so I thought all the a lot of stuff in the documentary was, like, new information. One of our followers told us they DM'd us at Not Know the True Crime, which you also can do, but... They said, like, if you watch the Dateline episode or there was a podcast on it, so if you... Listen to those, then it's a bit of a repeat of information, but I didn't. And I also thought it was really, like, interesting to see or to hear, like, Colby's side of things. A hundred percent, yeah. I thought it was really interesting that um, he was kind of the main person in it. Also interesting timing for him, because if people are keeping up with it all the time, you know that he just had charges 
uh, dropped against him for sexual assault against his ex-wife. And I wasn't sure if that was oh, the... Oh, they're divorced? I know. Oh, wow. Or his estranged wife. So they don't live together. Okay. And they I don't know what led them to that, but... It was basically they getting into him before we talk about all of him in the documentary, just because, you know, this is updating up top. They like didn't live together, but he went over to her house. They were watching a movie. They were talking. And then she said that he took it uh, farther than she wanted him to press charges. They they were dropped uh, without prejudice, which means that they can again. They can. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. And I learned that literally two weeks ago on another podcast. So I'm nice. Yeah, I had I learned that when I had to research it for my master's project. So Ooh, yeah, and sh- yeah, shout out to I learned it from Ebony Williams podcast, funny enough. Oh, there we go. Everything is tying together. Yes. Yeah, so weird timing for him because I was like, oh my god, like he's like really having this entire story time came out the same time as this. But anyway, it was with that. I feel he never really talked about it at length in this capacity before. And also like with her like the yeah. behind the scenes of like her family and everything like that too. Totally. So, I mean, let's just get into some background. So, and also we did cover this in an episode before, but again, I thought that the documentary had like new information, mostly just about how insane this whole like quote unquote cult was. From the jump. Yeah. Yeah. And I, exactly. <laughs> and text messages. You know, I live for text yeah, messages oh, on screen. I love a text. I, I love when that text. happens, I'm just like, okay, my phone is down. Because I need to fucking read now, but also because it's very interesting and juicy. Yes, I love it. Okay, so um, Lori has two brothers, Alex and Adam, and a younger sister, Summer. And her mom is... Oh, yeah, and her mom was in the documentary, which Mm -hmm. was also, like, pretty wild. Everyone agreed to do this. So Netflix is paying some people, I'm guessing, because I don't know why else they would do this. I don't know. Well, the mom probably wants to, like get a different story out there after she went publicly on like a defending Lori campaign. And then it turns out she killed her kids all along. So yeah. yeah. So all the kids were raised in the LDS church, which is already like, "Mm." and Lori got married right out of high school, but that marriage didn't last. She had Colby when she was 22 with her second husband, William also a bad relationship. Then she got married to Joe and she had her daughter, Tylee after that, she entered the Mrs. Te- the Mrs. Texas pageant, which I was like, "Wait, what?" This was bad. I was just like, "Wait, uh huh." I I truly thought I was like, I like you know when like you sit on the remote and the channel changes, and I'm yes. like, "Did I Netflix? Did I?" <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, what, "What what's going on here?" I know that was that was like an interesting twist, and so was the fact that um she was on Wheel of Fortune. You know, and it made me remember I should watch Wheel of Fortune more. I mainly only do Jeopardy, but it is fun. It is. If I ever do Wheel of Fortune, I would actually, I don't know if I would ever get picked for that. I guess that one is better. I don't know. I don't think I'm interested enough. I don't think I am either. And I don't think God would ever tell me to. Like God did for her, she says. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. But then, I mean, pretty soon, Joe turned abusive towards Colby. So that was not good. So Lori left. And then she met Charles Vallow, her fourth husband. I think fourth time's a charm, I guess. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. If anybody's been married four times, let us know how it's going. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have to respect her, I guess, for keep for like continuing to get Believing back on love. the horse. But you, like, honestly, geez. yeah. But also that paperwork. God damn. I know. Well, uh, they kind of alluded to this in the documentary that yeah. maybe she married Charles for the financial security. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But either way, in 2013, Lori and Charles adopted JJ from Charles' sister Kay's son. 
because he was being cared for by his grandparents or grandfather at the time. And JJ had autism and it was just like, I don't know, they had some struggles. Charles and Laura moved to Hawaii at some point. And what didn't she go like she was like, oh my God, we it's been years. How didn't even have time flies when you're in Hawaii or something? I feel like they were back and forth from Hawaii like a couple of times. Yeah, which is a... Which is random. Like, how do you just pivot. up and move to Hawaii? Like, I, I can't know. even move apartments. No, God, literally. So, I don't know. Like, Lori got really into religion. We're going to get into that in a second. But, like, yeah. Charles wasn't as into it. And that was kind of a pain point for her. And meanwhile, Lori's beliefs were getting, like, more and more extreme. She claimed that she was having like daily encounters with this angel that joseph smith who's the founder of mormonism claimed visited him on multiple occasions and who's like the guardian of the golden plates which are basically the source from which joseph smith translated the book of mormon i mean she basically claims that she's on the same level as the guy who founded mormonism yeah i know i feel like it's kind of like it's getting into the extreme where like when it's like you're if you date someone who's like really into marvel when they just start saying words and things and you're like I don't know what universe you're in, and I think you need someone in your universe to really get this going, because there's just a lack of communication here. I mean, it was just nuts. Um, And also, she said she didn't need sleep anymore, which is a huge red flag. Huge. I don't need sleep, but when I say it, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my thing is, I would love sleep. I don't know how to sleep. Yeah, that's really it. It's more the thing. (laughs) That's That's really just what I tell myself, so I don't, like, lose my mind. I know. I (laughs) know. So they moved from Hawaii after they lived in Hawaii. They moved from Hawaii to Arizona. Colby got married, and Lori just started kind of losing it, saying weird shit like "Jesus loves you, but He loves me more." That's a hundred percent a bumper sticker. Fact. Like I feel like that bumper sticker has cut me off. I on feel the like the whole like you're not supposed to brag about Jesus' love, right? You're supposed to no. say like He loves you. Yeah, I think He loves everybody. Yeah. yeah. He's like everybody's parent. Like he's not supposed to have favorites. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, my eyes are closed. Yeah. Right. That was an amazing Jesus impression, by the way. (laughs) Thank you so much. I know. I spoke to him. (laughs) (laughs) Then she started to get like really focused on the end times, like buying Mm. rice and beans and all kinds of shit as if she was going to have to live in a bunker or something. And now that I'm reading that out loud, I'm like, that's exactly what I did when I saw news that like the insurrection was happening. I was like, yes. cool, I'm getting my provisions right now uh, for the A hundred percent. And also uh, COVID too. That too. I know. Oh my gosh. So this all kind of started because like Lori started listening to this podcast and got her brother into it. It was called Feel the Fire, hosted by a woman named Melanie Gibb. You know, I love, I don't dislike her name, but, and Melanie is a cool name, and there are, I mean, I love Melanie Safka, the singer. Don't base your entire life on a Melanie. On a Melanie. Just gonna put that out there. What name should you base your life on? Um, Lady Gaga. Okay, fair. A Beyonce? Stephanie spelled with an F and an I. Yes, Beyonce. Stephanie spelled with an I. I mean, we were so, I mean... Talk about how wrong we were in our predictions. Beyonce's not going to be touring next year. If anybody wants to go in on a singular ticket with me, let me know. Wait, we're wrong? Yeah, the album's out and she's going on a tour next year. Oh, she is. I thought you said she isn't. I was like, I thought, okay, I got it, I got it. Oh, then, okay, then where it all just really, like, went, skirt left, like, completely, (laughs) was, so she went to this conference called Preparing a People that I think also, like, I don't know, we, 
we had talked about them a bit like in our first episode and like they had a website and like mm-hmm. it was sort of like a organization but not a big one i don't think didn't have yeah it didn't have the footprint of a more legitimized organization yeah. and that's where she met chad daybell who was one of the guest speakers and chad chad daybell I mean, she met fuck a chad Another person. I would trust a Melanie before a Chad. That's, full stop. Oh, yeah. yeah that's you know what I would say? I would always trust a Melanie, but never base a Melanie, like for advice, never to guide your life. That is my amendment for that. Seems fair. If your name is Melanie, DM us angrily, yeah. not Shout another out. true crime. All right. It's like the cutest name. Only DM me if you know the Melanie singer from like the 60s and 70s, because <laughs> otherwise, just Google her and respect your elders. So, more information on Chad Daybell. He also grew up in LDS and served as a missionary. His friend Benjamin described him as quiet, Bob Ross, but not as verbose. I did not get Bob Ross vibes from this I... man. I mean, I know Bob Ross is like mildly canceled, but I'm like, put some respect on his name. Between Chad and him? Yeah, I some mean, respect come on the name. Yeah. They said that he's easily approachable and Gentile. I feel like those are just like. Gentle. Oh, gentle. <laughs> He's also, well, he also is a Gentile, but. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, they, didn't, they didn't unpack that in the documentary, which confused me because I really feel like that added value to right? more, more depth Definitely to him. Definitely not a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Uh, he went cliff diving and had a near-death experience where he says he was knocked unconscious and started believing he could see into the future. That's a Raven style and was a prophet. <laughs> I would say this is why healthcare in America should be free. Because if a doctor looked at it, we'd be like, no, you didn't see into the future. You just had like blunt head trauma and you need help. I digress. <laughs> Yikes. From there, he met Tammy. They got married and f- had five kids. Yeah. Tammy. I feel like Tammy's are fertile. I will say that. I'm having a lot of opinions about names, and I do think that one. Yeah, holds that is up the real well. takeaway from this episode. <laughs> What's in a name? It's very, I could just do the full of the crucible. Uh, he started writing books and speaking at conferences, and he also started his own publishing company, Spring Creek Brooks. Uh, oh, Spring Creek Books, sorry. And it is kind of one of those things I was where like, I, feel I like, like Spring Creek Brooks. I kind of like that too. I feel that should be something. That should be like a record label. Ooh, I like that. And I feel like us starting a record label right now is as legitimate as him starting Spring Creek Books. I mean, yeah, it's just like any anybody can. Well, now I'm going to get people mad at me, but it's like anybody can self-publish a book. You know, you just have to write the book. Yeah, which is the, which is a hard part in itself. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. But yeah. it's just like. But okay. exactly. You can. Yes. Chad believed that there would be an apocalypse and the righteous would survive, uh, which is the 144,000 chosen ones who would be saved and they would carry on the work of God into eternity great and so shout out if you're not one of those people we'll just be chilling here yeah. uh this yeah instead so instead of believing that like jesus christ would lead people post-apocalypse chad had the audacity to say that he was the leader oh my god imagine being like yes we're following chad fucking chad is the messiah that's your messiah is chad any person who's been on a date first date in like murray hill or kips bay is like i believe a chad would do think that yeah no <laughs> fucking facts i just they're just like thank i mean i guess like the nars it just like dilutes into like finance bro which is just like instead of like cult lead or like 
super religious of to get your like self fulfillment. But yeah, that is Chad is Chad is Chad is ballsy. <laughs> Chad, oh my god. Yeah. So back to Lori though. Yeah, because they like met at this conference and then she kind of started like fangirling over him and then they yeah. like started texting and definitely having an affair, but she claimed mm-hmm. they weren't having an affair. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Lady <laughs> Lady, leave your man at home, what you did. Um Ouch. so she also uh believed that there was um a demon living inside Charles and she was waiting for it to die. Uh, she normal. Told the, the Very demon, normal. Yeah. The demon had a name like Mick or Ned Schneider. Something. That's weird. Demonic. I, I, I don't know where she pulled that name out. Yeah. I don't know where that came <laughs> that from. That seems like a coded. That seems coded. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what's yeah. that about? I see. Yep. She told Colby that he was cheating on her and had been for years. Weird overshare with the no, yeah, not he, Colby, but Charles. Oh, Charles. Yeah, yeah, the second yeah, time yeah. I read that, I was like, wait, what? And then yeah. I was like, right, okay. But like, we're just like, hey, kid, guess what? Yeah. Um, she was telling Charles that she was a superior being and that she knew things other dis- others didn't know. Uh, nobody was buying Charles' story. They thought he was just calling her crazy because he was caught cheating. So, that is unfortunate. I know. And she's like, no, you don't understand. She says there's a demon living in me. It's like, no, because you're a piece of shit. He's like, okay, that is that is that aside. But he also like, didn't, we don't know we that. We don't have any confirmation she, that he did. You know, exactly. But I'm like, damn, did you tell them that she thought that there was a superior being and that she was talking to angels? Like, I think that part might have right? maybe shifted people. I think that could have done something. Yeah. So in January 30th, 2019, Charles was on a business trip and Lori and had Alex remove Charles's car from the airport. Par- and Alex is uh, her brother. Yeah. Uh, from the airport Who parking also, lot. Who also like, got involved in this cult. Yeah. What I also don't get about this cult is like, it seems like it was like a cult of five people. Truly. I'm like, if I'm going to like commit murder, I need it to be like, this is no Scientology. Like, I don't understand. I guess Charles Manson was like also a small. That's true. But still. Yeah, it really made no sense to me how there was like no uh, like footings like there wasn't like a church location or anything like that it was all just very bizarre it was just chad and like it was like group chat like i don't a group chat yeah that was this cult like that's all it took to convince you i'm sure whoever had an android phone who couldn't get on it or like would turn the text (laughs) green and they kicked him out was like who and they're like no guys let's get a group meet and they're like shut the fuck up tyler we're not getting a group meet yeah (laughs) like baby 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 no 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 no. honestly (laughs) just do an instagram dm then because i am gen z well actually no gen z would tiktok message but whatever (laughs) uh but yeah so Lori's brother removed charles's car from the airport parking lot and then took all the stuff like his stuff from their house and she took all the money out of the bank account sketch charles then i mean of course called the police and was trying to get her like committed or something like that but the police didn't really take him seriously and said that Lori was like legally in the right to take the children which she is i mean they're married uh but very bizarro so the police like immediately pretty much sided with Lori on all this uh Lori was also whoo sending emails from charles's account pretending to be him that sort of like condoned her affair with chat like like so just kind of like to add more like web of lies and details yeah. into all this just to kind of make it seem like it was okay but mm-hmm. it wasn't 
Uh, Charles reached out to Adam, Lori's brother, and said he was going to alert Tammy to what was going on. And he told Lori he was going to do this. Her response was, just get over it and move on with your life. What a piece of shit. Truly. Charles and Adam planned for some intervention to happen, but Lori knew that this was going to happen and had Alex come as backup. Yeah, this is sketch. So on July 11, 2019, Charles is found shot dead and it was kind of presumed to be self-defense at first. Like Alex claimed Charles came at him with a bat and hit him in the head. And like, I don't know, it was just this whole convoluted story. And like the kids were there and then they left. Okay. And so Lori told police that she and Charles were separated. He was living in Houston. But then like, why was he in Arizona? That Um, part. Yes. So apparently, yeah, like the kids were in the house. Like Lori and Tylee left after hearing these gunshots. Tylee went back into the house to get Lori's purse after the gunshots. That makes no Uh, fucking sense. And then Tylee still took JJ to school, even though their dad was like shot dead in the house like none of this makes any fucking sense none and like i don't even understand what like how how they thought this would go over and so the autopsy showed that the second time charles was shot he was actually laying on the ground also super weird is that when Lori called colby to tell him charles had died she told him he died of a heart attack she told jj's school he committed suicide so i don't understand that she already was just like not having a story straight i know i'm like it's self-defense and a heart attack and suicide. Like, you're bad at this. Yeah. And then she, uh, Charles had, like, other sons from a previous, from another woman. Who didn't live in the state. Yes, and she told them that he died over text. Oh, God. After, like, they were like, trying to contact him and everything. Yeah, and then, like, she refused to answer for, like, hours. And then within days of Charles's death... Lori tried to cash in his $1 million life insurance policy. Like three days later, I'm pretty sure it was the 11th to the 15th. Yeah, like days. But that's four days, but you know what I mean. Yeah, then she finds out that Charles had changed it. Mm -hmm. And then she texted Chad, at least I still got the 4K month or four grand a month social security. Oh. And Chad says, Chad replies, this is terrible, but it was probably another step in bringing down the Gadiantins, especially Brandon who I guess were like the demons. I don't know. It's giving Scientology vibes. It's major. Yeah. The glad. Yeah. Uh, Something in that regards. And then Chad said about the policy, it will be interesting if it got changed after he had two bullets in his chest. And it's like, obviously not Chad. You can't change your life insurance when you're already dead. You fucking idiot. This is your Messiah. (laughs) This. That was my thing. He's like, no, he did it. I'm like, how would he have done that? Yeah, he changed his life insurance from the grave. Like, are you fucking dumb? And so then they both came to the conclusion that Kay, who was JJ's grandma, was behind this. Um, I don't know why, but they did. So then Colby and his wife, Kelsey, end up finding these emails Charles had sent before he was killed. Like, they kind of go back and they're like, hmm, did we miss the signs? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in the emails, he'd sent these documents that Lori was keeping where she was like, tracking all of her friends and family and categorizing everybody as either a light or a dark spirit. Like with a ranking, yeah. Yeah, and she basically, I mean, it just seems like, again, like a cult, basically anybody who's not in the cult is like a dark spirit. So mm-hmm. like Charles is a dark spirit, Kelsey, Tylee, who I think is 16 at this time. That's the crazy thing. Even like children can be, usually I guess cults yeah. do. Of course, yeah. 
And also, I just wanted to look, I, uh, before we get into it, gladiantins uh, in Mormon culture are apparently like ancient robbers. <laughs> so, there is Okay, that. then. Back to you, Sarah. That was like breaking <laughs> AccuWeather news. Right? With the sports. <laughs> 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 so like basically chad had sent these documents as kind of like insurance oh no chad had sent Lori the docs and claimed he could distinguish good from evil but this whole like fucking ranking system like uh-huh. you could be like a level four dark spirit like i don't know it was just crazy and they believed the only way to kill a bad spirit was to kill the body it housed and then they also thought that anybody with a dark spirit was a zombie and they needed to kill twenty thousand zombie, zombies zombie the cranberries, it looks like they just Don't really bring them into this. probably listened to that on loop. I They're hope they weren't insane. involved. I know. And you have to go 20,000 zombies. That's, an, that's a high number. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and so October 2nd, 2019, Brandon Boudreaux was shot. And he was um, in the process of di- divorcing Lori's cousin, Melanie. And Melanie was like in this cult, too. This cult's honestly just like a hitman cult. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this cult is just like a family reunion gone wrong. I just, yeah. it's fucking weird. So Melanie married this guy, Ian, like two weeks after they met. And then also around this time, Alex, who's like, again, in the cult, because it's just... In the cult. And also trying to be a stand-up comic. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. Uh, So he marries this woman, Zulima. And I don't know, again, like, it's really weird that it's just like... It's like you could have been a friend group. You could have been a book club. Instead, you chose to be a murderous cult. Like, why? Truly the choices. Yeah. Hard choices, Hillary Rodham Clinton. So Alex killed Melanie's husband. And also Lori had called Alex her hitman. Mm-hmm. And then even like the death toll is just keep going up. So in October 9th, a man in a ski mask shoots Tammy Daybell when she gets home. She screams and calls for Chad and he runs around the back and basically tries to like talk the guy down. Or, like, talk Probably to him. Probably because he, like, knows the person. Yeah. And yeah, you're like, that sketch. So she posts about the encounter on Facebook. Chad apparently told his friend that he's like, I can't, I have this plan that can't move forward until the spouses are dead. Oh, for sure. I know, right? And then Tammy dies 10 days later. Chad takes over $400,000 from her life insurance policy. The day after Tammy dies, Alex dies, supposedly, huh. of pulmonary thrombosis. Which is like blood clots. Mm-hmm. Her mom says blood clots do run in their family, but I mean, like, what are the odds? Very suspicious. And then, like, a day or so later, an article comes out saying that Lori had actually married Chad in Hawaii in November. And the article also said she'd run away from Idaho. So much. So it's nine 9,000 fucking things. So much going on. And then flash forward to January 3rd, 2020. What a pure time, in a sense. Uh, Facts. <laughs> uh, for us all, not for them. Uh, police search Chad and Tammy's home and seize like a ton of stuff, like journals, their electronic devices, etc. And in January 26, Chad and Lori are found in Hawaii. They refuse to answer any questions. Uh, Lori is given a deadline to hand over the kids that she just blows past. I like, I think it was ABC... News, there was a clip in it. They're like, why does she get a deadline? Like, why don't you just make her right, do it? Right, like, do it now. <laughs> now? Like, what the fuck is... What is this four-day grace period? No, it was, like, a long time. Or just took a time, yeah. Investigators go into Lori's computer, and they find a photo of JJ, Tylee, and Alex from Yellowstone on September 8th. 
2019, and by looking at his cell phone records, authorities learned that Alex was in the Dayville's backyard for two hours one day. Hmm. Chad also texted something about needing to burn a fire pit that day, and when they were on the trial, it was like he like said he shot a, some animal and was burying that too, so he was doing an animal burial site. Yeah, all right. So, yeah. So authorities searched the property again, and this is when they did find human remains belonging to Tylee and JJ, and they took Chad into custody. And um, a really like dark time, even like when um, because then Colby was kind of watching this trial happen. He was even like, when Lori walked in, he was kind of like, "Who the who is this woman?" Like painted on face and like all this bizarroness. And then they even had a phone call, and she was like, "I miss them. They're my babies." And he's like, "How can you miss them? Like you killed them." Yeah, and that was, like, like, so but disgusting. But I do. <clears throat> yeah. Her attorneys tried to claim that Lori was not competent to stand trial. Uh, but in April 2022, Lori was found completely competent to stand trial. And because so much of this happened during the pandemic, a lot of it was on Zoom. So there was, like, a lot of footage, specifically Zoom footage from the cases and everything. Prosecutors are... Seeking the death penalty, and I know on Friday a judge banned cameras from the courtroom because the case is so high profile, and that will continue even after like jury selection and everything like that. The case has also been moved to Ada County in the hopes of finding impartial jurors. Yeah, they're they're gonna have their work cut out for them. I feel like everybody has heard of this, and especially like right after this documentary uh, comes out. And and on top of that too, um, she's also been accused of collecting like the social security benefits uh, with their information between October first, twenty nineteen, and January twenty second, twenty twenty. Yeah. So yeah, they've been indicted uh, on multiple counts of conspiracy to commit first degree murder, grand theft by de- deception, first degree murder, and conspiracy to commit first degree murders related to all these uh, deaths and everything like that. So a lot stacked against them. Trial was supposed to start in a few weeks, October 11th, but it was moved to January 9th, uh, 2023. And it is kind of, I feel this is going to be one that is going to be watched very closely by Well, it's going to be tough, yeah, because there's no, um, yeah, there's no cameras, which I get, but it's like, it's going to be interesting to see the news that comes out. Yeah, and I know the for uh, in regards to the death penalty, they say they're looking into it for Valo's case due to the aggravating circumstances leading to her alleged crimes. Uh, Valo's attorney are asking for a probable cause hearing to discuss the alleged aggravating circumstances as well as the conspiracy oh, charges. Give me a break. I know it's insane, and it is. I mean, I guess I, I wonder if I'm sure there was additional circumstances why they had to push it, but I wonder if they did push it because they were like, oh, this documentary just fucking came out (laughs) but yeah maybe yeah who knows it is yeah very insane and so much of it and i mean i feel even i don't think it will be hard to prove the murder parts too but the insurance fraud and claims too i feel like are very very easy to see and then i remember to the journalist who was like working on the case the local journalist who got 666 that number photos sent to him of like chad and Lori's wedding yeah Oh, God. Crazy. Oh, God. It's just so, it's so bad. I mean, listen, I don't think they're going to get away with it, but you never know. I know. That's the thing. I feel it's just like truly impossible. And I feel like they almost, I think they know 
that they can't either because they were like, no, she can't stand trial. And I was like, mm, she can. It's like she's totally fine. Like she's she was a willing participant in all of this. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see like what happens, but. And it's also interesting. I want. I feel like I, then I've heard nothing about this. I guess mainly because it's Chad and Laurie are too involved in this. Of what's going on with this uh, group they were in? <laughs> Seriously, like do Seriously. they disband or they? I don't know, but it's like beyond. I don't know. It's just like such a bizarre, like fucked up situation. It's 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 so it's painful. I know. I I hate it. That's what I, I will say. Like um. It was awful, but I'm glad they did the documentary to show so people can like shed more light on it. And I feel the documentary also did a good job of showcasing everything, giving a full picture of the story and yeah. everything like that too. I had no notes. Like I thought it was no. it was really interesting to get like Colby's side. Um, it was like three episodes that I feel like, you know, didn't need more, didn't need less. I feel like they really painted a picture of like just I don't know everything that was going on. No, I think so too. I think it was very, it was very well done, and I liked that um, how much of the family was involved with it versus because instead of it being like the like former coworker said, that, I'm like, oh, we had like details from the beginning, middle, and ended of everything. Yeah, and I thought they really went into like just again how crazy this was. Um, that like details that we didn't like weren't out when this case first broke like when the kids 100%. were just missing i feel like we didn't really know like everything that was going on with this cult so um yeah like i don't know i know and it's crazy too i like for i forgot that this was like two years ago it seems like so much of it has been like developing and happening over time but it's been a while for them to get some justice so here's hoping that happens totally in january 2023 yeah totally we'll be we'll be watching and updating you all yeah let us know what you guys thought about this documentary and if you thought it was well done or any additional stuff like that. I mean, I mean, me and Sarah liked it, but we want to know what your guys thoughts. And if there's any documentaries out there that maybe we've missed or, and they're also about cases that we've never unpacked before, because we totally want to look into doing those. You can let us know about them at, uh, not another true crime in the DMs there or the Facebook group. Not another true crime group. I love when the people message like, "I'm finally in the Facebook group." Like, yes, there. It's a fun. Once you get there, it's a good time. If you know, you know. Um, yes, yes, it's a good group. What else do we have for you guys? I think that's all. <laughs> we got the Instagram. We got the group. Um, send us your trivia questions. Uh, that's been fun. I've been posting like, like fan that. questions. You guys know way too much about true crime. Um, but so I love that. So send like me like that. questions and answers and I'll yes. I'll put them up on the story. I'll tag you if you want it. I don't have to. If you think your friends will judge you for knowing creepy stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Fair. a fun thing I've been doing. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And speaking of Instagram, you can always follow me there at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. Follow me at Sarah Lameem. And thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico, Sean Kilby, and Rebecca Sosmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at Not Another True Crime on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send all of your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.